Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem mm. with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here. How to deal with failure, the failure beast. So often we look at our heroes and we perceive that they don't fail in the same way that we do, that they've had it easier or they're better or they're, you know, more genetically qualified or luckier. And I want to let you know that the people that you pedestalize have as much failure in their life, maybe more failure than you. Now, I've got a list of about 15 things I'm going to talk through, maybe a minute on each one, on failure. Because if there's something that's always going to recur in your life, it's failure, unless you're so comfortable you never leave the house, which, of course, is not going to get you where you want to go in life. Um, there are some people that say that, you know, you can get rid of failure or the fear of failure, I would argue you can't. So my first point is failure serves a purpose, or at least the feeling and the fear of failure serves the purpose. So the purpose of actual failure is feedback to grow, to improve, to evolve, to survive and thrive as an individual and a species in a balanced way. Um, the, the fear of failure, the purpose of that is to not go and do something absolutely stupid that would wipe you out and self-negate. If you had no fear, you'd go and do ridiculously stupid things. Of course, from a survival level, you know, way back when we were a little bit more primitive, but now from an emotional level, from a reputation level, from the how we fear others perceive us, the, you know, the shame that we might feel if we're outed from the tribe, etc. Okay, so it serves a purpose. So rather than trying to get rid of it or reckon you go on personal development courses to do meditation and it goes away, it's about understanding its function, contextualizing the function, and then maybe leveraging it to your benefit. Okay, so second point then is, yes, you will fail. You will fail often. I'm sorry if you're looking for a rosy picture, but you will fail often. But, and this is a really important distinction, you are not a failure. You can fail a hundred times. You're still not a failure. Edison apparently, according to society, failed 9,999 times trying to get his head around the light bulb, whereas he said he was just one step closer to success. So you will fail often. You might perceive it as a failure. You should perceive it as lessons, as feedback. But it's so, it's so important to take failures over here. Yeah, let's fail loads. That's fine. That's not who I am. Over here is who you are. You are not a failure. Someone is hitting the love button over and over and over and over. So obviously you relate to that point. Okay, the second thing then, therefore, is you need to separate the event from who you are. Okay, I'm an artist. Someone didn't like my work. It doesn't mean I'm a rubbish artist. I tried to sell something. I tried to raise money. You know, the investor, the, the purchaser didn't want it. That doesn't mean it's no good and it doesn't mean I'm not good. What it means is I've just got to learn what will make it better next time. So therefore, moving to point three, four, is failure is simply feedback. It's emotional checking in and feedback 
that you are doing the right things and not doing something stupid uh, and that you are on a progressive journey towards a result. So your fear of and the perceived failure is a feedback mechanism. Okay, should I be doing this? Okay, if I should be doing this and I've contextualized it, you know, I just need to push through this and learn uh, to, to grow and to be better. Point five then, everyone fails, even your heroes, and you've got to remember that everyone fails. And leading to the next point is, I would argue that the more successful someone is, the more times they fail. So people perceive that the most successful fail less and the least successful, yeah, but the reality and the least successful fail more. I would chuck it the other way around, and I would say the more successful someone is, the more they fail. Um, I think it was um, if you look at like bas uh, baseball um, or basketball shooting statistics. Obviously, if you look at football shooting statistics, you'll see that the people who score the most goals or hit the most home runs they miss the most shots too because you can't score the shots you don't take. I think that was Gretzky who said that. So more fails usually equals more success, as long as, and this is important, because some people fail, don't learn, make the same mistake, fail, don't learn. And of course, some people make many failures and that um, compounds failure because they don't learn from it. The next thing is, if you see an event as a big thing in your- for years, people have been asking me where I buy my watches. Many of you may know I'm a watch collector, I'm a watch investor, and those as an asset class have done me very well in the last 15 years. I have never shared where I source my watches from or my watch dealer until now. My watch dealer used to be a professional footballer for Manchester United, and he formed a watch brand called Broadwalk, and he sources the higher-end brands like Rolex, Audemars Piguet, Patek Philippe and Richard Mille. I trust him, I've used him for many years, and recently we've done a partnership. Hence, I'm inviting you, if you want to start investing in watches and protect your money from the banks and inflation, to check out Broadwalk. That's B-R-O-A-D-W-A-L-K. And the website is broadwalkgroup.com. The email is sales at broadwalkgroup.com. And please don't share this, but his number is 07496. 878153. Obviously, only message him if you're serious about buying and investing in the higher end watches. People have been asking me for years, and for the first time ever, you can get access to my watch team. Mind where, oh, this is huge. If I fail, my world is over. Then, of course, you're going to have a massive fear of failure. Whereas, if you see every event as a test, okay, I'm going to try this. This is an experiment. If it works, great. If it doesn't, I'll tweak. If you see your life like that, dating like that, relationships like that, pitches like that, then I just think you'll deal with failure a lot more because you'll just embrace it. You won't make the thing so big. You won't put pressure on yourself. Continual tests, iterations and tweaks rather than massive commitments, which grow that fear of failure. The next thing then is what you perceive to be a failure has, has equally balanced upsides. So failure is you perceive all downsides when in reality, there are equally balanced upsides. I'll give you some examples. Post-it notes were fail glue. They tried to stick the note, it didn't work, the glue failed, the post-it note fell off. And someone went, wait a minute, there's something in this, let's have a go at this. Can you stick it on, take it off, stick it on, take it off? That's pretty handy. Penicillin was an uncleaned Petri dish um, overnight that grew um, to become penicillin. So, you know, this was another failure. Someone at some point when they're playing the drums missed the whole drum and hit the rim. How can you miss the drum and hit the rim? And now, of course, that is that clicky rim shot drum sound that's very popular in music. Someone was hitting the, um, 
a cymbal and they hit it in the middle, not near the edge, and they realized that had a different sound. So, you know, a series of experiments and failures can actually be successes. And actually, if you um, track a lot of successful people and successful products and services, many of them are born from failure. So embracing failure, allowing failure to happen in a safe environment where it doesn't completely ruin you. Because, you know, like some people say, oh, it's best to learn from your mistakes. Okay, well, would you like to go bust learning from your mistakes? Of course you wouldn't. You'd rather someone else went bust and learn from theirs. So small controlled tests rather than massive ones. Okay, the next thing is failure serves to strengthen you for the next level. So you fail, you think, oh, okay, it humbleizes you, which is good. We all need humbleizing to stay in balance if we get too ahead of ourselves. And that's dangerous for many reasons. Uh, hubris, arrogance, complacency, even failure to survive because we think we're invincible. So failure um, either brings you back down into balance or it strengthens you up for the next level, for the bigger level of failure. Because I believe business and success is going from failure to failure to failure to failure to failure with, I think, it, as Churchill said, with no loss of enthusiasm. Uh, and when you su succeed going to a next level, what's your reward? A bigger problem. So it's a continual journey. And if you see it like that, I think you're OK with it. Who learns when they win? Who sits there for days on end reverse analyzing and beating themselves up and trying to fix what they won and succeeded in? No one, they just look at the trophy and go, Mwah, look at me, I am invincible. Uh, we learn and beat ourselves up and go inside ourselves and analyze ourselves when we fail. So we get the best lessons from failure. Never waste, never ever waste a great failure as an opportunity to learn the skills, the um, talents, the strengths that you didn't previously possess, and then you carry them forward. The next thing is, when you go, I am invincible, I am a winner, no one is as good as me, then of course everyone goes, oh, look at that arrogant sod, who does he think he is? And you know, you, um, whereas when you fail and you're a bit you're challenged, people will support you up and lift you. If you go on social media and see the posts, where people you know, show vulnerability and they're struggling. Look at how many people go in and help and support them. So when you fail, you'll attract support into your life. Now, don't be a victim and, you know, oh, look at me playing my violin. In fact, I'm so woe, I'm going to play my double bass. You know, you don't want to attract that kind of energy into your life, but you will attract the support you need when you fail because society does that to keep us um, surviving as a species. Okay, so when you smash through failure, next point, I'm smashing through them here as well. When you smash through failure, your self-worth goes up. So yeah, when you win, that's good. Your self-worth probably just stays where it is. But when you have a challenge, a difficulty, a failure, a perceived failure, remember, uh, and then you, you know, you struggle at first, you're going to struggle for a while. It's not going to be all be easy, but then you defeat it, you master it. That is great for your self-worth. So never miss the opportunity to increase your self-worth by, you know, defeating and going through failure. The next point is, People will perceive you as a leader, leader if you can deal with failure. They will support you. They will work for you. They will do things for you. Maybe they will give you services that they wouldn't charge people as much for. They will be your evangelist, your raving fan, your customers for life. If they perceive you can deal with failure and grow through it, whereas if you can't, they won't. So it's a great way to show your leadership skills and attract into your life the support you need to fulfill your mission. All right, next thing. Take your work seriously by all means. You know, your work, your art, your business, your products, your services, you should take them seriously. But try not to take yourself too seriously. And sometimes we're so worried about failure because we're taking ourselves so seriously because we just want to be perceived so really well to everyone and our reputation is everything. Well, ha, make some mistakes sometime in public. You know, maybe self-depreciate. You know, don't, don't take yourself too seriously because you just put a lot of pressure on yourself to be a winner every time, which no one can be. 
And I think people like and are attracted to people who don't take themselves too seriously. We've got about four or five points left. Hopefully you're finding this useful. Um, the next thing then is you want to be mildly uncomfortable to get results. So you've got to always embrace some failure. But some people say, oh, yeah, embrace failure. Take massive risks. 10x. The thing is, if you take a massive risk, you know, all your money into something like a crypto, a new ICO, and then it goes bust and you lose everything. That is bad failure. That is bad habit forming. And it's actually not good for your self-worth. So yeah, you know, embrace failure, but small failure and don't take huge risks and bet the whole bank and, you know, possibly lose everything. You know, sometimes in society, there's these stories of Dyson who got like 20 million in debt and Elon Musk who everything from PayPal went into, um, you know, his next company, SpaceX and, and, and whatever else. And they got millions in personal debt. And that can be like an attractive um, you know, pedestalized story. Oh, wow. And then we think that that's the way to do business. No, because that's what they call a unicorn. You know, one in a million of those will fly and become PayPal or, or, or SpaceX or Dyson. And there's 99 or 999 other stories where the failures were just epic failures. So just be careful about maintaining the right balance. Next point, get mentors, get accountability, get good advisors, be around people who've blazed the trail, done the testing for you, learn from their mistakes. It's far better to get vicarious experience in mistakes than go through it yourself. So you can leverage other people's failures too. You don't have to just make them all yourself. I think that's bad advice to learn from your mistakes and, uh, until at least you've tried to learn from everyone else's too. Next point, three more. Hang around positive, inspiring people. That will lift you up. They'll all have their own failure stories. In fact, some of, some of our best stories are failures in the past that were so ridiculous that they're the funny stories we tell over a drink or over dinner or, you know, at the, at the dinner parties or the public speeches. So, you know, we diminish our failures over time and we just talk about them with nostalgia and romance. And that's a great way to look at it. And hang around people who embrace failure. And also when you fail, they're like, well done. You had a go. Get yourself back up and I'll lift you up. Go again. Instead of, oh, look at you. You're a loser. I told you you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't get into property. Oh, you wasted your money. Oh, look at you. So get rid of those people in your life. Next point, listen to autobiographies regularly. Because I believe that autobiographies, when you read them all, you've got the formula. And the formula is, I wasn't born with a silver spoon. I had some challenges. I had multiple challenges. I had unrealistic expectations. I kept going. And then I got some good fortune. And I put myself in the right position. And I never gave up. And then I got a win. And the win was when I least expected it. And then it went wild. And that's pretty much everyone's successful story in an autobiography. It's not, I was born lucky. I never failed. And then I became a billionaire. And the more autobiographies you listen to, you realise what the human story really is, the hero's journey. And I think that's more motivating than, you know, people put up on pedestals where the stories aren't true or real. Real stories are riddled with failure. It's just how they dealt with them. You know, at the next point, the penultimate point, is that many people on the planet have got it way worse than you. So, you know, we can make our first world problems. Oh, someone rejected me. Oh, the client didn't spend the money. When there are people, two billion people in the third world or the developing world struggling for water and food and sanitation. Uh, you know, so many people have got huge, horrible um, challenges they've had in their life. A, a friend of mine who's a really inspirational lady, um, her dad died in a car crash and then her husband died in a car crash and she lost both the most important men in her life through the same thing. I mean, how do you deal with that and live with that. Yet she's the most positive, upbeat, happy, inspiring lady you'd ever wish to meet. And I just think when I talk to people like her, 
It just makes me realise how lucky I am. We're all so lucky and have got so much to be grateful for. And also, when you hang around people who've got the worse stories than you, it makes you feel lucky and grateful and it contextualises your problems, which is my last point. Contextualise the situation. Don't make the failure bigger than it is. Don't dump all your emotional baggage and all the failures you had in your whole life where you got rejected, you know, where you, um, uh, you feel emotionally hijacked, that all come through in this situation. Um, you know, I, I get rejected daily. Uh, and if it's a bit of a re big rejection... Sometimes when I got rejected when I was overweight as a kid or when I didn't uh, get dates with girls or, you know, like I wasn't... I remember one time when I was young playing football, um, I was a, like the young kid and I used to go and watch the older kids play football and stand there in my football kit on the sidelines, you know, with standing on my football, just watching them, praying that they'd ask me to play. Um, and these were like kids three or four years older. One kid came, came up to me and went, mate, you all right? I went, yeah. And he went, do you want to play with us? And I went, oh, yeah, please. And he went, well, fuck off, you can't. And that just hit me like a sword in the heart. And that rejection, I feel sometimes to this day if someone does something like that to me. But that wasn't the person's fault. That's not a real world problem. I'm just bringing all my emotional baggage from when I was bloody seven years old in. Try not to do that. Try to contextualise it. Try to realise it's just a thing. They're not thinking about you. Um, and, you know, just try and move on from it. And remember... As I always say, which is probably more relevant to this podcast and life feed than anyone I've ever done, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.